This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. And boy, am I glad to be here with you live from Pulse95, the heart of Sharjah. Now, coming up on today's show, we break down the UEFA Men and Women's Awards as Messi, Ronaldo and Van Dijk battle it out for the best player in 2018-2019 season. We talk about the best defender, the best midfielder, the best attacker and also the best female footballer of the season. All revealed here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse95. We also talk about the Champions League draw with its new additions. Who do you think is going to win it? Text us on 4215 do, or slide into our DMs at uh, Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Duri. And let me know who do you think is going to win the Champions League this year. Will there be an outstanding player for next year or will it be a coach who makes the difference like he did last year? Plenty to talk about on the Halftime Show live on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, we are talking all sports today. The UEFA Awards for the Men and Women's Championship is going to be discussed today. A lot of you might have tuned in and heard um, me talk about Eric Cantona earlier this week. And if you do miss my uh, shows live, you can tune into Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, The Halftime Show with Omar Duri, and you can catch up on that. I spoke about Eric Cantona being awarded the UEFA President's Award, and I'll play you the clip that got me thinking, probably like what you guys were thinking, what is he talking about? <laughs> it was definitely something I had no clue about. And I looked in, I looked at the screen and I was wanting, I just wanted to see the reaction of Messi and Ronaldo. And I don't care what translation that was. I didn't even understand it in English. So that just told you exactly what kind of language he was speaking. And Eric Cantona has been known to be, let's say, a unique character, an enigmatic character, a character that has a say in sports. Well, he got the award and I had no idea what he was talking about. But on the plus side, we were looking at the players who got rewarded for a great season. And we have to start, for those goalkeepers out there, we have to start with the goalkeeper. Now, Alisson won Best Goalkeeper of the Year. And can you even imagine anyone else winning that award? Alisson justified the difference between both finals. Now, if you remember, if we rewind back two years ago, Liverpool lost to Real Madrid 3-1. Unfortunately, the goalkeeper made the wrong headlines as Carius made two mistakes, which was the difference on the night. Liverpool purchased Alisson alongside Van Dijk the season after. They were solid, and as we often say, attack wins matches, but defense wins championship. And that's exactly what Liverpool have been doing. They haven't managed to do it at domestic level, but they have definitely established their power in Europe with the frightening attack, the solid midfield and the unbreakable defence, let's say. And Liverpool have missed them recently, even though they absolutely smashed Arsenal last week. We won't talk about that. Um, Definitely uh, have them up there as potential title winners this year. The defender of the year, 
no surprises whatsoever. Virgil van Dijk, defender of the season. I mean, I'm running out of words for this guy. This guy has done everything that he needs to do and more. He was man of the match in Madrid against Spurs. His stats are crazy. He concedes a goal every 90 minutes. For those fans who know football, every 90 minutes he concedes a goal as a defender. He hardly gets dribbled past. That's another thing you have to think about. And last year, he only received one yellow card in the whole season. Defenders struggle to get away with any cards for a game the whole season. And the year before that, guess how many yellow cards he got? One as well. Nicolas Pepe became the first player to successfully dribble past him last week when Arsenal met Liverpool. Dribble past him. Guys, can you tell how insane that is? I mean, the Netherlands defender has had 50 appearances in the Premier League. And no one's dribbled past him apart from one player. It's, it's insane. Moving on to the midfield. Last year, my favourites were Ajax. Loved the way they play. Loved the style. It was incredible. Frankie De Jong won midfield of the season. He averaged 2.48 interceptions, 3.04 tackles, and committed only 0.54 fouls. The young player showed such a mature side to his game by slotting straight back into the Barcelona side this season and big boots to fill obviously as they're already mentioning those ghost words of Iniesta and Xavi let the boy play let him enjoy his football and he will be a legend for Barcelona coming on to forward of the year do we have to really mention it yeah all right cool I'll mention it Lionel Messi has a total of 48 goals in 47 matches for his club across all competitions this season in La Liga he's played a total of 32 games for Barcelona and has managed to score 34 goals 15 assists, of which three of them were hat-tricks. Oh, what an era we're in. We're sport for choice when it comes to football. The Women's Player of the Year 2018-2019 was one I was looking forward to particularly, especially after the World Cup, and I was not surprised at all as it was Lucy Bronze, the player who plays for England and Lyon, got all the accolades. Phil Neville was branded crazy when he said that she was the best player at the World Cup. She didn't want that kind of pressure, but she absolutely deserved it. And when we look at her stats, the UEFA Women's Champions League winner, the French League Cup winner, the French Cup winner, the UEFA Champions League squad of the season, and with England, she's reached the semi-final and won the silver, the World Cup silver ball. So with all that in mind, she deserves it. She seems very humble at 28 and a lot more to come from Lucy Bronze. So shout out to Lucy Bronze. The UEFA Men's Player of the Year. Now that was one we all wanted to, to know. And especially when we saw Ronaldo, Messi and Virgil van Dijk next to each other, we wondered who's going to win. The talk was all about Ronaldo and Messi having shared the stage for 15 years. The friendly rivalry has blessed the world stage for such a long time it revolutionized an era which will be hard to top. But here's what Ronaldo had to say about the rivalry. I was curious because we shared this stage 15 years, yeah. me and him. I don't know if it's ever happened in football. Mm. The same two guys in the same stage all the time. Yeah. So it's not easy, <laughs> no. as, as you know. Uh, and of course, we have a good relationship. We, we not had a dinner together uh, yet, but really? I hope in the future. <laughs> You're in Monaco tonight. <laughs> I miss to play in, in Spain. Uh, we have that 
battle the yeah. last 15 years, which is good. Uh, he pushed me and I pushed him as yeah. well. So it's good to be, in a, to be part of history of football. I'm there and uh, of course he's there as well. And I don't blame them. They've definitely um, stolen the show for years and years, despite Ronaldo going to Juventus. But the person I want to mention is the new kid on the block. And that was someone who blossomed late in his career, stole the show and was as calm as ever when questioned on the night before the result was revealed. Why is this good for football? Let me tell you why. It's great for football because with Virgil van Dijk winning this award, it restores value back in defending. For strikers, it's almost expected to steal the headlines for so many years for the beautiful and important goals they score. Children in the playgrounds now get to get excited to actually defend. And I mean, the beautiful game wins by Velja van Dijk actually winning the award. For anyone who plays as a defender now is inspired to express themselves as a defender and play out the back technically. The decade in sport has changed a lot with the trendy ball playing centre back being able to express himself but yet defend his own goal. First and foremost, a defender's job is to protect his goal and defend. But now, why is Virgil van Dijk the best player in the world? Because he equally is a threat in the opposing half because he leads by example, because he brings the best out of his teammates, he scores important goals, and because he's a complete footballer. Here's what he had to say after being rewarded player of the year, and rightfully so, on the night. Yeah, well, first of all, I think I need to thank all my teammates. Um, without all of them and without the staff, obviously, I wouldn't achieve what I've achieved over the last year, especially. Um, Thank my family, of course, but yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a long road, um, but it's part of my my journey. It's, it's part of you know who I am. I needed it like this. I'm not a player who was you know 18 years old and 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 had that rise straight away. I had to work hard for every step of the way, and that that's part of me. And, and I'm very happy about that. And and yeah, well, I said I'm very proud to uh, yeah to get this trophy. And uh, it's all credit to everyone that's, you know, helped me along the way. And who could, who could actually dispute that? Now, for Holland, a certain up-and-coming defender will look at the stage and be inspired to do great things with his club Juventus and country Holland. Matthew, Matthew De Ligt is a 20-year-old who has led his club and represented his country 17 times, scoring two goals. Now, can you imagine how excited he is going to be to be able to play alongside Van Dijk for the next 10 years. Coming up next, we look at the Champions League draw and who are the ones to watch for the 2019-2020 season. But before we do that, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling a certain way today. It's been a month since I've been here at Pulse95. Shout out to RR in the back, he's here. Shout out to Maria, shout out to everyone who's helped me out, Big Hass. I'm feeling a certain way and you know what? I'm feeling like Eric Cantona when he won his award. Here's what he had to say. The recipient of the 2019 President's Award. So what's going on through your mind right now? Uh, as flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for the sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will be will fix the cells to the state. And so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, 
wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. And I love football too, my friend. Whatever you just said, I agree with you 110%. You're Eric Cantona. Who am I to argue with that? Stay tuned for more on Pulse95 on the halftime show when we talk about the Champions League coming up next on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're talking Champions League, we're talking the UEFA Awards, we're talking what's coming up next, but I have to give a shout out to all my halftimers, everyone that's listening in, in their car, in their home, all over the UAE, all over England. We have a few in Saudi Arabia, a few in Egypt. I'm feeling blessed because I've got all these people there, but I will give you guys a shout. we got Ali, Sam, Gulf City, Tarek Tamtam, Tarek Laali, Faras Marzugi, Kim Ochida, Omda. I've got Je- uh, Joe Holland, UK, and I've got my beautiful wife as well, Maria Alduri. All of you guys deserve a special shout-out. Let's talk football. All right, so now, when it comes to the football, if you have missed the first segment, by the way, guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Just type in The Halftime Show or type in Omar Alduri, and it should come up there. And why have you missed out the show? Wicked show, you know. I'm just saying. Anyway, all right, so back on that, we've got the Champions League draw. Now, I know for people like myself who... Unfortunately, our teams are not in the Champions League. It's a bit hard to watch, but you still watch it. So that's just what we're going to say. The Champions League draw was crazy. Why? Because Group F is the group of death. Now, for those that don't know, the group of death is always the hardest group we predict before the season starts. Who's in the group of death? Barcelona, big. Dortmund, big. Inter Milan. Don't sleep on Inter Milan. That is a team, especially with Antonio Conte managing, that is going to be on fire this year. And Slavia Prague. Now, some of you might have chuckled in the background. And so did their representatives when they were there, live on the show. They could not help but burst into a giggle for those that are watching the draw. Three representatives were almost in tears laughing as soon as they saw Barcelona, Inter and Dortmund. So you got to respect that. You never know. They might surprise a few. Only two can make it. Third goes into Europa League. Fourth goes home. I'm not sure, and I might put this out there. I'm not sure if the group will end the way you think it's going to end with your favourites. I won't tell you who my favourites are, but I know a lot of people are saying Barcelona might win it. I had a few people on my Instagram live jump in and say, I had Tariq say Juventus and Atletico are going to be the obvious powerhouses. I had Alat saying City are going to put all the eggs in one basket, but Inter will be the surprise package. Shout out to Alat. I know you're talking sense. Ali Mahmoud is asking me, how come I'm not going to watch the United game? It's because I'm working, bro. Someone's got to work, you know. And that's why I'm here. And I would not rather be anywhere else than in your ears or on my Instagram live telling you Ali thinks if they purchase Neymar, then Barca will win it. But looking at it, PSG, Real Madrid, Club Bruges and Galatasaray in Group A. Come on, Real Madrid. PSG, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what Neymar is doing, but I do like Tuchel and I think he might surprise a few. There's been mixed critics on on his management, but everyone that has worked underneath him praises him and his coaching technique. So let's give him an opportunity. Group B, Bayern Munich, Tottenham, Olympiakos and Srevena Svedzeda. 
Now that was hard enough to say. Try saying that 10 times. Group C had Manchester City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Dynamo Zagreb, and Atlanta. Don't sleep on Atlanta. They might surprise a few. City are the obvious favourites. Group D, Juventus, Atletico, Leverkusen, and Lokomotiv Moscow. By the way, that's another tough group. I don't know, Juve with Sari. I haven't seen him yet. I know he's had pneumonia. I hope he gets well soon, and I hope he gets into it. Kalini tore his ACL, which is what I heard yesterday, which is massive news, which means Delict slots straight in there. No time to develop. It's your time to shine, and I hope you do it. Group E, Liverpool, Napoli, Salzburg, and Genk. Liverpool meet Napoli again. Ancelotti's Napoli, and I'll talk about this later in the fourth segment, are going to be very good this year. Maybe my dark horses but you have to stay on tune in to segment four to see who i think is going to win it group f we talked about the group of death barcelona dortmund inter and slavia prague group g zenit st petersburg benfica leon and leipzig and group h chelsea yeah i had to sigh there for a second that could have been us ajax valencia and L-O-S-C, Lil, for those that don't know. Um, Ajax will still be a powerhouse. Valencia, you never know what to expect. I actually think Chelsea might surprise a few people. I know it's early, I know it's premature, but I think they might put all their eggs in one basket and actually surprise a few people in Europe, especially if the draw is kind to them. But what do you guys think? That's what's more important for me. What do you guys think? Who's going to win the Champions League? Text us on 4215, do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio or at Omar Duri. And let me know who's going to win. By the way, shout out to Sarhan as well. I did promise I was going to shout him out and he has tuned in now because I can see him shouting Inter. Sahan, you know I'm talking about Inter before I even saw you were in the group. Inter are going to do good things this year and Antonio Conte is going to be fire. But teams obviously challenge like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, Liverpool and maybe Manchester City. But what about teams like Dortmund, Inter Milan, Chelsea, Napoli, Atletico or even PSG? Will they be the dark horses? It's a tournament for players that might shine that you don't expect to normally hit the high scenes and I'm, I'm talking players like Jao Felix, Ansu Fati for Barcelona, the kid came on the other day, was very impressive, Mason Mount for Chelsea, Marco Royce for Dortmund, De Ligt for Juventus or will the predictable, the predictable giants of Messi, Ronaldo, Griezmann, Hazard, Salah, Lewandowski steal the show? Or, let me throw this one out there. Will it be a tournament of the masterminds? The coaches who will outwit their opponents tactically. Last year, we saw all these big coaches and their teams get knocked out. And the person that stood out for me was Eric Ten Hag, the Ajax coach. Will he announce himself amongst the big boys again? This year, a shuffle in the pack sees the Europa winner, Sari join Juventus, Antonio Conte take over at Inter, Frank Lampard gets his dream job at Chelsea and a few big boys, just a few big boys, like Pep Guardiola, Klopp, Simeone, Ancelotti, Zidane. Do I need to say any more? What do you think? Who's going to win the Champions League? Text us on 4215, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio or Omar Duri Live on Instagram and let me know what you think. A lot more coming up next. I mean, a lot more coming up next. So stay tuned for more. Much love from the Halftime Show on Omar Duri on Pulse95. The heart of Shaja. This is Pulse95.
Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, we are talking the UEFA Awards, men and women's. We're talking the Champions League groups and we're talking something else right now, which is quite interesting. We're talking about... Now, let me ask you this. Let me throw this question out there. When you watch or study an athlete, what is it that stands out? Is it their personal glory? Is it the scores? Is it the stats? Is it how much they achieve with their clubs or their country? Now, you know where I'm going with this, especially with one player who's kind of going to be back at Barcelona very soon. If they succeed with their club, does that make them successful if they're not if they're not succeeding with their country? And how much is it important to entertain the crowd as well as get and achieve results? Now, I'm asking this for a number of reasons, but because I'm also involved in several, several sport chat groups or forums where I hear opinions on so many different athletes, sportsmen or teams. And recently, I've been asked to help out some of my friends at Gulf City to be able to assess plenty of aspiring footballers who want to make it on the big stage. So we hold trials for two, three hours where we break it down and really assess all their attributes. But what defines success? What is it that we look for? Is it the ability to, is it the ability to make others better? Is it how much you inspire or lift your team? So much goes into planning and preparation, but have you ever thought of a player or an athlete and wondered how come they haven't made it with all that talent? What is it that is the difference? Is it mindset? Is it preparation? Is it support system? Is it the right people around you? Is it being in the right team? What is the right team? Does it mean you are with the best players? Does it mean you are with the players with the right mentality? Now, I've seen a lot of players grow and improve solely on how hard they've worked and how many hours they've endlessly spent practicing. So what is it to you that stands out when it comes to assessing teams, players, athletes. It doesn't have to be football, it could be basketball, could be cricket, could be rugby, could be gymnastics, could be so many different things. What is it that stands out for you that makes them different to the rest? And I ask this solely on the idea of we all have different opinions and no opinion is definitely concrete right. But it's how you justify it and how you back it up and how you assess exactly how that person is going to develop, grow and achieve results and with results comes success and with success comes personal achievement as well as collective and that's what i'm talking about today i'm talking about that now from earlier if you heard me speak i spoke about van dyke and why i was so happy that he won the award mainly not just because messi and ronaldo have been let's say dominating the football industry for the last 10 years but also because someone that isn't in the limelight every day isn't the goal scorer every time, isn't on the newspapers every time. Someone that developed late, started off very, very late in maturing in his career through hard work. In the beginning, he started off at Celtic. Not many people knew him. People didn't want to take a risk and he moved to Southampton. As he moved to Southampton, all of a sudden, people are taking note that he's in the Premier League. And he was linked with a few clubs, but that price tag that Klopp spent on him, no one wanted to spend. And hats off to Klopp for being able to identify his man and pay the money to be able to get the man he wants to fill the puzzle that subsequently gets them the success that they later saw alongside Alisson, of course. Now, it's not coming from Klopp's pocket, obviously, but he does make those decisions and full credit to him on that. And why I say that is because some people might try out for some club or a sport and not achieve what they want and be discouraged 
but that's not it. It's how you bounce back. It sounds a bit cheesy, yes, it probably sounds like something out of a Rocky movie, which you would probably have going on in the background like that, but a lot can be told when it comes to watching movies, themes, scenes, and I definitely think whatever motivates you, the other day if you tune into the show, I played a clip from Eric Thomas. With Eric Thomas, he talked about how bad you want it. And that really comes down to what your individual goals are and what your collective goals are. And that's exactly why we're talking sports. Because sports resembles life. And through that, you can get a lot of life lessons and build character and build confidence and be able to actually have the adversity to overcome obstacles, which we are going to face. Let's not sugarcoat it. That's just my opinion. But hey, I'm in that mood today. I want to hear what you guys think. It's not about what I think only on being able to achieve success. What does that stand for? What is being successful? I don't know about you, but I have those friends that come up with these comments that say they say a random name and they say David May won a Champions League and Steven Gerrard didn't. If I asked you now, do you know who David May is? I'd say 50% of you probably would. And that's a generous 50%. And 50% wouldn't. But Steven Gerrard has been an incredible footballer, whether you like Liverpool or not, for over two decades. Now he's in management. Does that mean he's not successful? Something for you to think about in the break. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, whew, what a show it's been. I feel like I've had a workout. Um, we're talking the UEFA Awards. Who's won? Best defender, best midfielder, best striker, best female. We're also talking about the Champions League. Who uh, Who's going to win this year? I've had plenty of good stuff on Instagram Live. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Uh, and Anud just joined the group as well. Shout out to Anud. Thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, Ali and Ala are keeping me up to date with the football scores as well. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking the match of the weekend. Now, I can't be biased. For those that are tuning into Instagram Live, I can't be biased. But what I will say is, for the match of the weekend, Juventus and Napoli is definitely up there. Because Napoli with Ancelotti, I really feel, will challenge and possibly, possibly either win Serie A or make it to the semi-finals of the Champions League. You heard it here on the Halftime Show. I could be completely uh, close or I could be so way off if he lets me off. But I say Juve and Napoli at this stage of the season is a treat for all Italian fans in Serie A who are diehard fans. We spoke about Inter earlier, especially with Antonio Conte. We spoke about Sari having pneumonia with Juventus and he hasn't really had a chance to coach his team yet. Now, you can give notes and you can give information, but that does not mean you're on the actual ground doing the work. And some coaches, I'm sure like Sari, likes to be on ground level actually coaching. But how much coaching will you do with players like Cristiano Ronaldo and Sami Khedira and Chiellini and Bonucci and all these type of players? How much work can Sari do at that stage of their career? Are they coachable is the other question. However, Ancelotti is what we like to call the OG of coaches. Someone who's been around the game for so long. He's coached in every single league. He's had amazing success 
and he has a very calm approach. And if you ask the majority of the players, 98% of those players will love to work under Ancelotti because he's one of those managers and coaches that absolutely gives you everything, but at the same time knows when to give you a break. And you know how footballers love their breaks. So with Napoli and Ancelotti, that's one to watch for the season, whether it's in Serie A or it's in um, the Champions League, Koulibaly. That's another one. I've spoken about him on the show before. Manolos has come here to partner him. The list goes on. That team is solid. But for me, yes, for me, the match of the weekend, and because it's called the halftime show with Omar Dury, the match of the weekend is Arsenal versus Tottenham in the Premier League, the North London derby. North London, hopefully, inshallah, with all your blessings, will be red. Sorry, Tottenham fans. I'm sure I've lost a few people on my Instagram live. We probably just jumped out of the group when I said that. But I hope so. After the defeat last week against Liverpool, it showed the difference and gulf between the two teams. One team is aspiring to win uh, the league and the other team is aspiring to be in the top four. Those are the difference. There are levels to this sport. The real football fans will tell you the truth. And the ones that are too diehard may not see the reality. And I'm telling you now... With Arsenal and Tottenham, there's been back and forward for years. Some people say Arsenal are where Tottenham were five years ago. Some people say Tottenham are where Arsenal were 10 years ago, when they were playing good football but not winning anything. I know how it feels to be on both sides of it. I've seen Arsenal go unbeaten. I've seen a revolution. I've seen Wenger leave. I've seen the backroom staff change. I've seen the players leave. I've seen the coaches come in. Everything has absolutely changed with Arsenal, but Tottenham have a brilliant manager, great players, a very tough chairman, and at the moment now with Eriksen and um, Vertonghen not playing, a lot of talk about contract disputes, a lot of talk about a punch-up between Harry Kane and Vertonghen as well in training. Don't ask me how I know that. I watch too much TV and watch too much stuff that has to do with fans. Uh, shout out to troops uh, but this game all the stats all the form goes out the window you don't need any motivation for this game this is one of the biggest fixtures you will find on the calendar and that's something that a lot of players tomorrow will notice Arsenal and Spurs what do you think the score is going to be let us know fantasy football Will Eric stay on top with 217 points with Herrero Rocha, her team, and Fadi just being behind them? The Pulse group, the Pulse 95 group, if you don't know, ask, and we'll let you know exactly how you can join the group. Any questions and answers for us, please send us the questions. Let us know how you feel. It's half time on Pulse 95 on the... No, it's full time on the halftime show on Pulse95. We do appreciate all the love and support. Guys, have a blessed weekend and I will see you on Monday, 3 to 4. All the best and love. Stay blessed from Omar Duri and the Pulse95 family. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.